0: The first specialist that I may introduce to you is Bakdan. So Bakdan, why don't you kick off with the definition of a project?
1: Hi Nadine, thanks for having me today. Before defining what a project is, I firstly want to say what the project is not. Unlike procedures that are very rigid and standardized, projects are more agile in a sense that they always have to adopt two given resources. Project work involves team members coming from different functional units, with explicitly defined goals. PMI, the world's largest professional project management association, defines a project as a temporary endeavor to create a unique product, service, or result.
0: And why would you say a project important for an organization?
1: Essentially, what a project aims at is to achieve an efficient way of doing things, increasing productivity and profits. Project work shall bring a company a competitive advantage on the market and it also serves as an excellent opportunity to discover rising stars and future top-level management.
0: When talking about projects, they somehow have to start. So what is the first step in a project lifecycle then?
1: The first step in the project lifecycle is a conceptual development, which starts by addressing project objectives and ends with clearly defined resources available for a specific deliverable. Resources can be seen as a constraint in time, workforce, money, or material that defines the scope and feasibility of a project. A deliverable is any measurable and tangible outcome that meets the demand of the internal or external customer. Every delivery has a cost associated with it. The cost and the complexity of the deliverable go hand in hand, because the greater the complexity, the higher the cost. That's why value engineering in an early phase is essential as it connects the value to a single cost. Moreover, value engineering identifies cost drivers that determine which cost item has the biggest proportion of the total costs.
0: You mentioned that there are certain constraints and I guess that they are connected to a certain budget. So I wanted to ask, what is a budget for you?
1: A budget is a plan that determines the allocation of resources and points out a moment in time when those resources are to be released. To find a budget plan, activity-based costing assigns cost to every single activity planned. Adding those activities together defines the budget required. However, the budget required for a project is sometimes intentionally underestimated to make a project more attractive to stakeholders.
0: Is it risky to underestimate the budget just to make it more attractive?
1: Absolutely. Underestimating the budget means ignoring costs. This is surely not a good idea. Look what happened in the Olympics in Sochi when the final costs were 400% higher than the former budget. To avoid this scenario, activity-based costing from one side and value engineering from the other side are exercised simultaneously. When those two variables are matched, a final budget proposal is submitted to a customer. The customer is to be presented with a clear description of options that will be satisfied and justification for those that that will not be met. This is the discussion about the project scope. For each project, there are several options how to reach the full scope, taking into account all budget constraints. It is very important to give a customer a freedom of choice and to make transparent that every further option has a price tag connected to it
0: we have talked a lot about resources and budgets but how does a project even find itself an organization
1: a project can exist in different organizational environments each with its own advantages and disadvantages i'll briefly introduce them firstly there is traditional organizational structure where similar functions form business units although this setup utilizes resources efficiently it is hard to maintain an efficient cross functionality required for project work. The second organizational structure is an organization around projects. Within this organization, each project is a self-contained business unit. Even though the communication flow is quite effective in this environment, establishing this kind of organizational structure is expensive and challenging for economies of scale. However, common practice is to establish matrix organizational structure, which is a mix of functional and project organizations. It satisfies the agility of a project and cross-functional efficiency. The balance results in a dual reporting hierarchy to both project managers and functional managers.
0: Would you say that this dual reporting hierarchy leads to conflict in interests?
1: Yes, it can. And here we have two problems. One problem is a transfer of accountability. This is why every task has to be clearly defined and directly addressed to the employee. Another problem with the matrix organizational structure is the relationship of a functional unit and the project team. Quite frequently, a project has to buy resources from a functional unit. In return, a functional unit provides resources such as manpower to the team. This creates multiple commitments from the manpower side. Thus, employees are simultaneously obliged to complete several tasks. Multitasking and lack of focus commitment is deadly for the project as they cause cost overruns and deadline breaches.